Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brace, and it's showtime here again in Berks County as we are once again after Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. We're once again looking to pause for plenty of prudent opining and discussion on our show, The Watchman, folks. So we're going to be pausing for plenty of prudent opining and discussion with our, our expert homeschool teacher and our environmental expert, Annette Baker. Welcome back to the show, Annette. All right. Thanks so much. Glad to be back. Well, it's great having you. Now, Annette, I got to ask you, because we just came across the uh, the election cycle. And, you know, of course, you and I are looking at it. And we know that no Republican has lost. No Republican incumbent got beat. We know that. And yet we've got the fake news declaring that we, you know, the Republicans lost the election. I, I got some pretty vile emails as the chairman of the GOP. I got some vile emails that came through by people. You know, if you want to see vile, I can show you the emails I got from some of these people. I mean... I'm unbelievable, okay? But bottom line is, folks, we didn't lose an election. We took the House back, and we held the Senate, likely. uh, We held the Senate in a year that the Democrats had to pick up seats. They had to because the Democrats will be be defending two-thirds the number of seats that we are two years from now. Two years from now, if they had lost three seats, the Democrats, even two or three seats, they would be on the verge of possibly going to 60 losses, in two years, because they're going to be defending a whole lot more in the seats. And bottom line is, I mean, things were a lot razor close than they wanted them to be. I mean, a New York state, for instance, a state where 53 percent of the state is, is, is registered Democrat. Fifty three percent of the state is registered Democrat. OK, uh, that that race was way too close to call. OK, and, and quite frankly, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> Americans did not. And don't miss this. They did not vote for high prices. They did not vote for high gas prices. They did not vote for they did not vote for lawlessness in the streets. The Democrats really didn't win. They they didn't win, folks. They didn't. Uh, it was more. I think it was more. I think when you look at what I think happened with the Republicans, I think we you know we we won a bunch of the congressional seats. We won them in 2020, and we won them. We just won them again. We picked up the House. We picked up the House. It's a big deal to us. And so. Here in Pennsylvania, I know there was no debate for governor, and I know that we had uh, an activist, a lifetime activist, who's never, uh, who, who claims to be a lawyer who never tried a case, now elected governor over a proven warrior, a proven servant of the people, okay, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Doug Mastriano, okay. Uh, again, I mean, what, they weren't voting, again, they weren't voting for lawlessness. They weren't voting for high prices. They were voting for what they thought they were getting with the Democrat. But they're just going to get two years of this guy, and it's going to be an amazing thing. Trust me, folks, Amer- Pennsylvanians aren't going to be happy voting for this guy, and they're certainly not going to be happy with a, with, a, with a U.S. senator with brain damage. I mean, Annette, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the, this what people were sold in John Fetterman is not what they're going to get. And, and that is part of the the biggest problem I see coming down the pike for the Democrats when people realize that he is not capable of fulfilling the role as senator um, you know they're gonna realize that they got duped they got played and you know maybe they won't care I mean you know it seems like the majority of folks were voting for abortion and and free pot you know legalized pot um, at least that seemed to be a lot of the uh, Democrat comments that I heard was you know those were their two hot button issues. When it came down to Oz and Fetterman, um, so it's going to be interesting to see where we go from from here in terms of you know what what happens with uh, the way that uh, the the Senate operates. And obviously, we've got some issues with John Fetterman, and it's going to be it's going to be a long six years. That's all I got to say. 
Well, I think the tragedy, the real tragedy of it, and again, is uh, Fetterman had a stroke and he has brain damage from it. And it's going to be very hard for the, for the state of Pennsylvania to get anything out of the U.S. Senate. I mean, literally, they sold out the U.S. Senate to the 49 other states because we're not going to get anything out of it. But whatever the case is, I could just see some some wacko liberal coming up with some program to raise taxes and kill energy production and saying, well, well how are we going to get this thing through? I know. Let's get the guy with brain damage from Pennsylvania. He'll sign to anything, you know, like the old life serial commercial. Give it to Mikey. He'll lead anything. <laughs> you know, it's just really an amazing thing. And it's really tragic when you think about it. Now, I, 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 uh, there was some news out there that said that uh, Joe O'Biden was going to bring in Donald Trump to secure the border. Is that true? That? <laughs> I I would be shocked if it was. Um, I, I don't think uh, Joe Biden will even utter President Trump's name. Um, it's kind of like, you know, for those that know the Harry Potter series, Voldemort, it's, you know, he who shall not be named. That's kind of the same thing with, with Joe Biden and Trump. Um, I mean, it, it would be amazing to think that they're going to adopt some of Trump's policies, which, you know, indications are that they may be considering adopting some of the policies that President Trump implemented. Um, but at this point, I I would put money on the fact that probably I don't think him, I, I don't see uh President Biden and President Trump having a sit down and discussing border wall policy and uh, or, or, you know, construction plans. I, I would be shocked if that happened. If they actually implemented something that stopped the hemorrhaging over the border, that would be fantastic. But uh, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime in the near future. Well, I, I, I agree. And I, 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 there's no way he's going to go to Donald Trump to solve a problem. Uh, um, because, uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, I, I think an admission that Donald Trump was right is something he can't bring himself to do. Um, I got to talk a little bit about the British Film Institute publishing a once, once a dead, every 10 years, they publish a poll of the greatest films of all time. And uh, the woke tards just turned, uh, I guess, this once respected and anticipated list, <laughs> the British Film Institute, into a complete and utter joke. Um, it's unbelievable uh, that you've got some of this going on right now. I mean, you know, like like all lists, folks. We can all we can both understand. We can both all agree that it's subjective. I mean, like well, it says more about those polled than, than anything else. But you got to call attention to the little known gems that deserve more attention. Okay, and uh, I mean anybody who's looked at these type of lists, we've always we've always seen these lists in a way of, as a chance to see great movies or that we may not have otherwise looked at. Okay. And, uh, it's just really interesting, but, uh, you know, like the, some of the, some of the lists that they, that they came to, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 some of the lists some of the movies they have. So you have, uh, I, I, I anyway, I mean, the, 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 the results aren't pretty folks. They're just not pretty but to, to avoid being burnt at the social media stake, if you will. Okay. Those are asked to participate in the poll. Okay. Uh, about, I think it was like around 800 or so in, in 2012. Okay. I think it's now 1600 and we, and we know what that means. Okay. Affirmative action. <laughs> That's what that means. Say goodbye to merit and hello to mediocrity. Okay. Anyway, um, countless inexperienced young people whose knowledge of movies stops somewhere between Jaws and Star Wars. Okay. So let's see what you got. The results aren't pretty. Okay. And what we got here, and you're looking at some of the movies here, according to the list, Portrait of a Lady on Fire in 2019 is superior to 70 other movies on the list. Okay, Portrait to a Lady on Fire was was better than, uh, you know, I guess, you know, um, Vertigo, <laughs> Citizen Kane. I mean, I, I don't know, 2001 Space Odyssey. I mean, uh, Singing in the Rain. 
the Godfather. I mean, think about. I mean, I just, I mean, what is it with the woke tards? And I mean, are they really trying to come out with movies to sell tickets, Annette, or are they trying to trying to push a narrative? What are they doing? Are they trying to sell tickets? No, I think it, you know, it's it's really come back to they are trying to uh, force an agenda. You know, the indoctrination mantra that we we all recognize, or or at times, you know, have have said ourselves. It's it seems like it's more about um, indoctrination and um, you know, basically uh, telling us all how we need to think and be um, instead of focusing on uh, you know, explore you know, exploring things, expanding our horizons. But you know, it's it's. I, I to be honest with you, there's so few movies that I even go to or watch anymore that are newer because I don't want to watch a movie to worry about. Oh my gosh, here comes another. You know, here's the uh, transgender, bisexual, uh, pansexual tomorrow character. I just want to watch a movie and be able to. Th- step out of reality. That's what movies used to do. They would help you kind of experience, um, you know, a whole new aspect on things or a whole new uh, perspective or just to be able to, to forget, you know, maybe you're having a tough time and movies kind of stepped in and allowed you to just kind of disconnect a little bit. And now it's all about pushing an agenda it's about, you know, making sure that we're thinking the way that we should be. And I think that's the part that, that a lot of folks are really struggling with. And I think that's something that they um, they tend to have a, a real problem with. And a lot of folks just are not going to the movies anymore. They're choosing to skip going to the movie theaters and paying, you know, it's not cheap. It's for a family of four, it could be 75 bucks to go to a movie and then be told that, you know, if you happen to be in a certain category of people, that you are a horrible person. Well, one thing who wants sure. to pay 75 bucks for that? You can get that for free every time you turn on the TV. If you look at the top 95 movies on this list, it's funny. The number one movie, I mean, it, it's a, like a Jean Dielman 23 Quad Du Commerce 1080 Bruxel. I mean, that's the name of the movie, whatever that means. And the whole thing is it's about a, uh, it, you know, it's about a, uh, I don't know. It, it, I guess it had a woman director, so I guess that that's the qualification. Okay, it's not merit. I guess we just got a woman director, so that's why we got it. It's identity. Okay, but and it doesn't cast. It doesn't. It, it's it's a rough sit every. It's like two hundred minutes from what the reading is on this. I didn't see the movie, but I'm looking at some of the some of the narrative on it, and it's about a you know it's about a prostitute going through a handful of mundane days and cooking and cleaning until she snaps and. I mean, I, that's the best movie of all time to them. That that, that trumps the, <laughs> the movies. I'm thinking, where are they going with this? Right? Unbelievable. I mean, that that passed Vertigo. That passed, uh, you know, Citizen Kane. That passed. Well, one of my favorite movies, The Searchers, and they ranked 15, 15 in this ranking. I mean, John Ford's The Searchers with John Wayne. That's one of the best westerns of all time. I mean, I, I, anyway, I I go down this list and you look at some of this. You got to see the titles on this. It's unbelievable. Some of the stuff they got in here. I, I mean, movies that you've never heard of. And then you've had a couple in there that you have, like Psycho's in here. M, which is a really, that's that's an interesting movie. I saw M with Fritz Lang from 1931. I, I saw that. The one I saw was German with, with the English subtitles. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, that was that was a that was a heck of a movie. Rear Window was a good movie. Uh, 
North by Northwest is in here. The Battle of Algiers. A lot of the good, a lot of good movies in here, but a lot of movies that are not. I mean, I, I don't see them as good movies. I just don't. I mean, anyway, I, I just think that it's really, really compelling. And again, these wokesters are trying to to rewrite history. I, I mean, let, let me ask you, Annette. Uh, you know, when you when you look at when you look at the woke tards today, so you 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 don't think they're trying to sell tickets? You think they're trying to sell a narrative, right? That's what you said. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, unfortunately, a lot of movies come with um, uh, almost like a not really hidden, but they come with a, a, a um, subliminal uh, timeline, a subliminal message. And sometimes it's really blatant and it's not really subliminal. It's out there and you can recognize it. And other times it's something that is very subtle. Um, but a lot of kids movies actually are, are even including things that we would consider woke or we would consider controversial. Um, yeah. And that's a problem because, it, you know, the time was him theory. The time was that you could, you know, let your kids watch something and it was relatively safe. You didn't have to worry about, well, are they throwing, you know, a transgender character in the show to help make that seem more uh, mainstream, that it's perfectly okay to, to have a transgender person who is twerking with a three-year-old. You know, that's the kind of stuff, unfortunately, that we're seeing now coming out of Hollywood, coming out of uh, different um, production facilities. And honestly, that's why so many people are, are turning things off and looking for alternatives. And there's some great alternative uh, movie uh, sources and entertainment sources that people are now starting to tap into. And I think you're going to see as parents um, begin to really understand what's going on, they're going to continue to gravitate toward those uh, toward those alternative uh, sources of entertainment. And I think that that's a good thing for our culture, because right now we have a culture that is really messed up. And, you know, part of what I have been trying to encourage folks as Christians is we need to be out and we need to be driving the culture, not letting the culture drive us or, or drive the church narrative. Hey. And I mean, the church universal, not individual churches per se. Hey, I'm going to ask you, Annette, when they when they raided Mar-a-Lago, um, I, I heard in the search warrant uh, they were looking for Hunter, Hunter Biden's laptop. Was that true? <laughs> Uh, who knows? I mean, maybe maybe he has a uh, a copy of the hard drive that was given to him by uh, Matt Gates. But uh, you know, yeah, it's amazing. And you know, the fact that the the special master was now relieved of uh, their duties, um, you know, that he he no longer has any protection whatsoever. They could they could do whatever they want. Well, I don't know. That could ceased. It'll go to the Supreme Court, though. Hey, I got Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I think it'll I, continue I, I, on. I got to ask you a question. Now we had the uh, the 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 rail strike, the looming rail strike, and I guess uh, Joe Biden sided with the unions and is allowing them to strike. Oh no, uh, they, that's not true, is it? <laughs> no, he did, no. no, he didn't do that. So uh, you know, he he first he, the 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 you know the 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 major deal maker that was touted as the major deal maker in America. Uh, he punted to Congress because he wanted to distance himself from the negotiations. I guess uh, so. Now uh, he's trying to make it. Uh, base, basically, uh, uh, basically, he 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 he's now punted. He, he's now signing the law here. He's going to prevent them from striking. I mean, do you think there's any buyer's remorse with the rail union here? 
Oh, I think that there's, you know, a lot of unions are, are probably going, hey, wait a minute, that wasn't what we bargained for here. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely something that, uh, you know, <laughs> at this point. They want more paid sick leave. They want more paid sick leave. I mean, yeah, it was amazing. There were, there were some folks that, that I was listening to some of the um, issues that they were having. And it's like some of the stuff that they were, you know, they were asking for things that, as a government worker, people get automatically X number of days so sickly. I, I, but I got to ask you, because uh, I, I want our listeners to get this right perspective. So he wants to pay off the graduate degree money from these college students, that the <laughs> career students, you know, he wants to pay them off, but paid sickly for people? No, he's not interested in that. Am I getting this right or that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And that's the part that, you know, is just unconscionable to me. I mean, you know, we're asking, we're asking people who never went to college, who opted to start businesses, who are blue collar workers, um, people that are trades, people that, that went to school for a period of time, paid their own way through, you know, took out the loans that they needed to take out. Um, didn't ask anybody to, to, to cover the cost, you know, repayment back. And they're just, you know, we're asked to pay for all that and to cover that. And yet we can't seem to find the money to pay people when they're, they're out of work sick. Um, you know, and, and that is a shame because it, it tells me, you know, the priority is buying, you know, free stuff. And, and sadly, that is what, um, that is what I think happens a lot of times in politics, particularly right now, is the government and po certain politicians are using our tax dollars to buy elections. And that is, first of all, illegal. They, they shouldn't be doing that. But that is essentially what's happening. You know, the free phones that that were that are still given out, um, you know, the the it's just amazing to me the amount of, quote unquote, free stuff that people get. And then, you know, who's going to vote to take away their, their stuff? It'd be like asking you to take a pay cut. You know, I'm going well, to take a pay cut and I'm going to purposefully cut my pay $20,000 a year. You're not going to vote for that. And, yeah, and I, most people are not going to vote to have their free stuff taken away either I gotta, because I gotta, they, I, they like the free stuff. I got to ask you, now, now, now we're hearing CNN is basically uh, doing a free fall and headline news. <laughs> and it's a, like a complete blood, bloodbath, if you will, the termination of, of several correspondents and on-air contributors. It's a complete wipe-up. They're wiping out headline news. What people don't realize is headline news. I mean, I, I mean, in the 80s, headline news was big. Headline news was big, and no one's watching headline news now. And, you know, right now you've got less than 200,000 total viewers in a day, which is unbelievable across the country. Uh, their their star Robin Mead uh, had her morning show barely hitting uh, two hundred thousand in total, and uh, and you know basically you've got game show network beating them out. I mean, uh, so they're they're doing a free fall. So are they trying to sell advertising? What are they doing now? I mean, CNN is 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 cutting the, the expensive headline news dead weight by killing all live programming, which includes Robin Mead. I mean, is she. I mean, what's going on here? I mean. Uh, why are they, I mean, are, are they trying to say that headline news is the reason they're losing money or is it because they're, they're altering 911 tapes in that? <laughs> well, I think that uh, altering the 911 tapes certainly doesn't help. Um, <laughs> you know, 
That, and that's, I think that's the problem with, with mainstream media. Be, to be honest with you, I think there are a lot of folks that are done with mainstream media right now because they recognize that the mainstream media um, does not tell us, they don't report the news, they report the news they want us to know about. And they're okay with ignoring everything else that they don't want us to recognize or to, to understand or to, um, to hear about. I mean, it's amazing what we don't hear. If you want an education uh, as to what we don't know about here in the United States, thanks to the mainstream media not putting information out there, try watching some of the alternative, uh, the other um, news sources from around the world, BBC, Sky News from Australia, even Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera, Jazeera America. Um, although obviously you have to understand they all have their own slants. They all have their own biases, but it's amazing what they cover compared to what we hear uh, here in the United States. And you can even Google lo- local newspapers in certain countries and get information about what they see coming out of the United States and how they report on it. It is sometimes just astounding what we don't know that is going on around the world and it's it's being covered you know it's not even being covered the, the stuff that's been happening in china the protests were barely recognized brazil the protests in brazil barely a blip on the on on the screen um not as much coverage as as there should have been i think, I think uh, that you're looking at cnn and that you're looking at cnn and you wanted to try to to find out what their lineup looked like and the reason they're not winning and they're not getting viewers <laughs> is that if you had to create a lab a laboratory perfect example of a of a shallow insulated dishonest dumb experience clannish gutless bunch of people you know lying bunch of people then you would go to CNN okay or or you would go to uh headline news there, I mean look Brian Stelter the Pillsbury doughboy I mean li- literally I mean you know I mean he's not his own man. He's the furthest thing from his own man. His own man. Look, they they have a lineup of liars, is what they have, and no one. CNN, LOL. I think you you called it that. <laughs> uh, CNN, LOL. I mean, when was the last time you turned on CNN and that? Um, probably when I was in college in the late eighties, maybe. Uh, I'm kidding. I don't even know if they were around then. Um, they, they were. CNN was around. They were. But you know, okay. honestly, CNN was the show. When the Desert Storm came on in 1990-91, I remember they had uh, they had uh, you know they they were they had their the Peter Arnett on there, uh, basically yeah, yeah, giving, yeah. giving giving uh, aid and comfort to the enemy with uh, Tariq yeah. Aziz in that interview. And I remember my wife and I watched and said, "What is this guy doing? He's giving aid. The CNN is giving aid and comfort to the Iraqis. I couldn't believe it. The enemies that we were fighting anyway." But, folks, we have to leave it there. Thanks to all of our listeners for being with us today. Thanks for tuning in every Saturday, as you do every Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m., right here on AM Radio 11 WFYL, because you want to hear Annette and I with this thoughtful opining and discussion and a perspective that you only get right here on our show. So thanks for being with us today. See you next week on The Watchmen. For Annette Baker, I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.